Alright, all you Streetlight Crusaders, and I guess a couple of you wrestling fans who are still up for tonight. Welcome back to the Tuesday Night Special. And now it's time for us to talk about what happened during this week's edition of Monday Night Raw from the Mohegan Sun Arena in Uncastle, Connecticut, or Wilkesboro, Pennsylvania. We don't know which one, and they didn't make it clear either. Yeah. Of course, just call it the Mohegan Sun Arena and just leave it at that. <laughs> but besides all that, folks, Monday Night Raw would kick off with results from this past weekend's Crown Jewel. Not only seeing Logan Paul winning the United States Championship with brass knuckles, even seeing Sami Zayn taking out J.D. McDonald. Seth Rollins retaining his world championship against the game Drew McIntyre, and even seeing Rhea Ripley using a riptide on top of other people to retain her championship, as well as Roman Reigns cheating as usual. So basically, all in all, a great night for the champions. And speaking of Night of Champions, folks, and no, they're not bringing that pay-per-view back that I know of, we would see none other than Seth Metal Seth Rollins making his way to the ring, dancing and prancing with a canary yellow outfit, welcoming everybody to another edition of Monday Night Rollins. And besides calling himself a visionary, a revolutionary, he would still call himself the World Heavyweight Champion. And would thank Drew McIntyre for making him better than what he was before. And on top of that would thank him for keeping his word by not getting the Judgment Day involved in their title match. But at the same time, speaking of the Judgment Day, would then mention another person he would thank, which would be none other than Sami Zayn. Because after the match was over, Damian Priest would try to cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase, and yeah, he would fall a little short on that thanks to Sami Zayn trying to stop the Bloodline 2.0 from happening, from preventing him from cashing in the Money in the Bank briefcase for that championship. And Seth would immediately say that, yeah, you know what? I've been thinking of a way to thank you, and after you had to give back the Money in the Bank briefcase to Adam Pierce to give back to Damian Priest, having that briefcase is not the only way to get an opportunity around here for the championship. So how about it, Sammy? Whenever you want, anytime, any place, anywhere, you got a title shot with your name on it when you want it. And Sami Zayn would say that, yeah, he wanted to fight against a champion that wasn't corrupt, even though Seth Rollins was a, you know, a messiah at one point, so technically there was some corruption there. But I digress, would say that he's not at 100% and wanted to fight him at 100 for Seth to say, ah, screw that noise. I want you to fight me anytime, anywhere, because you and I both know we're never at 100%, but we fight like we are. For Sami Zayn to say, all right, well, how about a shot tonight? For Adam Pierce to make the match official for our main event for later on the night. And after the singing and dancing in the ring, next thing you know, we would see the Judgment Day backstage pissed off about the fact that he would get a title shot and then would say that, oh, we're going to handle business right now against the New Day. 
And yes, folks, that would be our first match of the night. None other than the New Day going one-on-one -on -one against Damian Priest and Finn Balor. And during this match, the former WWE World Tag Team Champions working like a well-oiled machine and taking it to Finn and Priest, showing them how real tag team works by not only pulling off a clothesline elbow and splash combination to Finn Balor for a near fall, even seeing Xavier Woods hitting the honor roll for a near fall, Kofi going for his crossbody still only for a near fall, and even a suplex elbow combination still for a near fall thanks to none other than Damian Priest. But ultimately this match will come to an end again and yeah, thanks to Damian Priest will come into an end for the New Day. Seeing the fact that we would see Xavier Woods taking a roundhouse to the head after a roll-up pin that would go horribly wrong in his favor, leading into a South of Heaven chokeslam and coup de gras to end it all via pinfall. And after the match was over, we would immediately hear word from an interviewer trying to ask Drew McIntyre a question about what's next after losing the World Heavyweight Championship match he was in in Saudi Arabia for Drew McIntyre to immediately leave and then just drive off. Which I think it's rude of the interviewer to immediately bombard and rush Drew McIntyre after losing probably one of the biggest matches of his career. Come on, show him a little bit of respect. But outside of that bit of disrespect, folks, the next thing to take place on Monday Night Raw would see none other than Shinsuke Nakamura going one-on-one -on -one against Akira Tozawa. Now, online, we would hear Shinsuke Nakamura saying to the fact that a lot of people believe that the person that Shinsuke was waiting for was Akira for him to say that idiots don't know how to learn. But yeah, I got a feeling that Shinsuke may have underestimated Akira Tozawa here tonight because not only he would be able to pull off a kick combination into a surprise German suplex for near fall, but also pulling off a Frankensteiner during this match still for near fall. But those lightning blitzkrieg hits of Akira Tozawa would not be enough against the kicking power of Shinsuke Nakamura because not only after countering the Kinshasta into two separate pinfalls, we would see Shinsuke going with a big boot to the face of Akira, then into the Kinshasta afterwards for none other than Shinsuke Nakamura to win this match via pinfall and with a disgusting kick afterwards too well you know the boot leading into the Kinshasa which is absolutely horrifying and speaking of nasty things folks immediately later on that night we would hear Chad Gable trying to tell Tozawa that he did a good job that night but at the same time He's going to have some backup when he takes on Noam Dar for the Heritage Cup on NXT. For Akira Tozawa to say arigato and immediately start to do that nasty dance that he does. Only for Maxine to try to get ready for the battle royal that she would be in later on the night for the women's championship number one contender shot at the Survivor Series. And 
even for them to just, you know, celebrate their success in the best ways known possible. And besides celebrating successes, folks, and training for big matches, the next match that takes place on Monday Night Raw would be the fatal four-way match for the number one contendership for the Intercontinental Championship at the Survivor Series. Seeing The Miz going one-on-one -on -one against Ricochet, Bronson Reed, and Ivar. Now, prior to this match taking place, folks, we would get some good news that Eric, a part of the Viking Raiders, will undergo successful neck surgery and is going to make a speedy recovery. So, good luck to Eric of the Viking Raiders, and we can't wait to see you in the ring soon in the near future. But outside of that bit of good news, folks, during this set contest, action will go back and forth including seeing Bronson Reed launching Ricochet off the ropes into Ivar for a nasty-looking Frankensteiner. Even a Tower of Doom during this match, leading directly into a pinfall by The Miz to Ivar for a near fall, thanks to none other than Ricochet breaking that up. Then we would see not only a springboard crossbody to Bronson Reed by The Miz, followed by a Tilt-A-World DVT by The Miz, leading into a Coldbreaker DDT combination to Ricochet for a near fall by The Miz. Yikes! Yikes! And Miz getting cheered on by the fans there and wherever in the world they were in the part of the United States, seeing Miz going into a, not only getting out of a recoil, but also seeing a cartwheel by Ivar leading into a makeshift clothesline to Ricochet, sending him out of his shoes, only for a near fall. Then ultimately, this match would end in confusing fashion, seeing the tsunami missed by none other than Bronson Reed and for Ivar to hit a moonsault at the same time for the referee to look left and right to count three in favor of the mids. And the only reason he got the three? Yeah, because the referee didn't know how to look at both sides at once and thanks to the replay was able to find out that the Miz won. So they can use the replay for that, but yet for the months on end of cheating of Roman Reigns and others, just replays go flying right out the window, right? Okay, all right, they, they're selective with replays is ultimately what I'm trying to say. But after the match was over and after that replay was played, we would see Ivar beating the Living Daylight's flag tag out of the Miz and would ultimately hit him with a nasty moonsault to leave the Miz laying and for the Miz to get a match next week against Ivar. Not bad. But before we go any further into the rest of the matches that would take place for the night for Monday Night Raw, folks, I think it's time for us to head back to the music and go grab a glass of water. And when we return, we'll be back with the second half of what happened during this week's edition of Monday Night Raw from Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, or Connecticut from the Mohegan Sun Arena as the Tuesday Night Special rolls on right after this so don't go anywhere just yet folks and stay tuned 